0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the E-Reads podcast. I'm your host, Liz, and this is my podcast where I talk about authorship, books, and all the different parts of the creative process. On this episode, I am joined by Rachel and we have a blast talking about her book, Sushi and Sea Lions. And before we jump into the episode, let's learn a little bit more about Rachel. So after declaring herself a pretty pink princess during her first ballet class, Rachel dreamt of sugar plums and began pirouetting her way through life. While studying to become a ballerina, she compulsively read books under her covers by flashlight and scribbled in her spiral-bound notebook. The urge to tell stories culminated in her graduation from Columbia College, Chicago, with a BFA in fiction writing never one to keep her feet on the ground. She traveled the world from Prague to Cape Town. Once settled back in Queens, she dabbled in journalism before working as an editorial assistant for a medical publisher. Seeking a more fulfilling career, she earned her MAT from Queens College and currently works as an English teacher in an alternative program in NYC. Rachel spends her time sipping coffee, trying to cook and caring for her judgmental geriatric cat. She currently resides in Freeport, Long Island. Now that you know a little bit about Rachel, let's have a quick ad before we jump right into the episode.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then, there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined
1: with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Rachel, how are you? Welcome. Hi.
1: I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm doing pretty good, you know? I got that spring cold, but, you know, it's fine.
0: <laughs> right, like, pollen just started, and I the other day I was starting to feel it, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> I know.
1: And, and then I was like, no, it's allergies. And then I got taken out. <laughs> I'm telling
0: you. You
1: can't, it, it like, we come, like, the sun comes out, and it's like, yeah, go outside, and then, yeah. Mm-mm. I was like, oh, no. I was like, what's happened? Right? <laughs> Rachel,
0: my question is, <laughs> if you could have dinner with one of your characters, who would it be?
1: Oh my God. That is such an easy one. It would be Vincent. It would be Vincent. Why? Vincent Labate, who is the love interest from Sushi and Sea Lions, because um, I wrote him as the... After I like went through some things, I kind of, I'll just be honest. I went through like kind of a breakup that like wasn't a breakup and it was crushing and I was so upset. And then I wrote him as like, what do I want or think I need in a partner? And so that's how I created Vincent. And so I would definitely go to dinner with him as the dream man that I kind of created for myself. And um, yeah. So that 100%, I mean, he's probably, like, a polar opposite to myself. Really? Um, yes, but he's very, um, you know, he's very, he's, like, protective, and he's caring, and he's a provider, and responsible, and he's he's just, like, a he's, like, a pretty good guy all around. Like, obviously, you know, he's got some things, but he's, you know, he's, not, I wouldn't say he's, like, a problematic, like, male character, but... You know, because some of these in these romance novels, they're like you could ask yourself some questions, but um, <laughs> yes, i would I would date my own love interest. <laughs> I, I,
0: I love that. um especially since we we' are, we're talking heavy on the character. Yes. and you said, you know, he has some stuff. how how did you come up with that? Do you just kind of like discover who the character is as you're writing? What is your process for for creating you know, your characters?
1: so for him um so i'll talk about like the process of like creating him again because like i said oh he was like you know i really thought about because this book is very close to me so i really thought about you know what i would need or what i would want in a partner but again like people are not perfect so Mm -hmm. what kind of baggage would he have that would come to the table because they are 30-somethings and you know people have a past and mm-hmm. so he uh it was recently divorced and you know going through the motions of dealing with no longer being a full-time presence like in his son's life oh interesting you know? yes and like wasn't really sure about like you know the whole soulmate thing and is love really real and um he's not a romantic like that does not like fit his character because he is so logical and responsible. He's like good with his money. And he's more, um, he's more reserved. And then the antithesis to him, who is Daniela in the story. And so I was like, he would not be a romantic. Right. And she is. That's interesting
0: for a romance.
1: <laughs> yes. He's not, he's not like, and, and, you know, but he, but he, but he does, like, actually, he does fall in love, actually, in the story, obviously. He falls in love with her. But he, he's not this, like, yes, the flowers and the bouquets and the gifts and the and the big, giant gestures. And he's, like, <laughs> more subtle. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that was very important to him because on the opposite, Daniela is all of those things. And she's she loves fairy tales, and she loves like Pride and Prejudice and romance and they're polar opposites. Polar opposites, and is very like you know your person exists, and you know it's (laughs) he's like no, (laughs) and he's like he's like no, it doesn't work like that, and like you know she's like Romeo and Juliet is so romantic, and he's like no, Romeo's a sex crazed teenager, he's an idiot. Like
0: oh my gosh,
1: right, and so they are—they're on polar opposite ends of the spectrum, Um, you know. And so, like, the process of that is just really figuring out like what what makes them tick, and then right. where where the story goes from there, right? Mm. And so, or you know, like what they need because of the way they they function, right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, Talking about that, right, like where the story goes and things like that. Can you share a little bit about the difference between maybe a plot driven versus a character driven story?
1: Yes. So to me, like a plot driven story is like you you start out, Okay, I have these characters and they're in this world. Then this thing is going to happen. There is going to be a car heist. Right. So then the next thing is okay so what are the consequences of that or why are they doing that? And then the next thing is well now they're going to be on the run from the cops. And then the next thing is well they're in this like you know high high powered <laughs> like money gang and blah blah blah. So then who do they work for and who are they working <laughs> against and everything is very much like where's the next plot, plot point etc cetera, etc. Cetera. You know think like To me, I think like, you know, most like fantasy books and things like, um, you know, like Marvel and all of that. Those are like very plot driven, right? And you could definitely follow the plot, like from the beginning all the way up to the climax. And then it like comes down, right? They're, They're very similar. Whereas a character driven story is, well, you start and you're like, what does this? character need and how do they get it and is it necessarily what they actually need right yes. and so the plot is not just up and down it, it's kind of like this and it makes one thousand like all of these like little waves like almost like a heart like when you're on a heart monitor it makes all of these like waves so like for me in the start of my book Daniela's life is totally falling apart She's Mm. lost, um, because she starts out, like, you find out that she was a prima ballerina, like, she was pretty famous, and she has this injury that completely ends her career. And, right, and she's, you know, was in love with someone that she thought she was in a relationship with, and realizes that she wasn't, and then that's over. She's running out of money. So her whole life has collapsed, and now she has to figure out what to do with her life. And so she's like fumbling. And so again, it's this like heartbeat that she's going through. And so it's figuring out how to get all of those things to line up until she gets like what she needs at the end of the story.
0: I would even go to add, you know, like as you're talking, right? So I'm I'm all about character-driven stories. If you give me a good character- no. I don't care where the story goes. Like, I just, I want to hang out with them, right? I want to be with these characters, right? And so, like, as you're talking and you're just like, this is what happens to Danielle. I'm like, no, right? I'm already invested because you gave us the setup of, like, who Vincent is and who she is. And, right, like, you've given us these relatable things. Now I'm just like, no, like, nothing bad can happen to her. Where the, you know, the plot, yes, I guess you can say you still have that, but it's more about the thing that is happening. Yes. So absolutely. And the the heart of
1: them, right? Because, and you know, Sushi and Sea Lions is a first person story. And so it is very, it is very emotional and it's very raw. Mm. And like you can see, and that's important in a character driven story, whether it's in first person or third or omniscient, whatever it is, it's you, you have to feel what they feel because
0: Absolutely. that's why you're there that's, that's why, why you open there, the page right yeah. like you
1: you want her you want to want her to succeed you want her to figure it out you want her to be happy and that's that's her that's her like heartbeat throughout the whole story is her figuring out where do i how do i get happy again because she's not at the start of, of yeah. the story she's miser- she's miserable <laughs> in the start of Mm-hmm. Um, but you still like and but she still has her joy because she's kind of, you know, again, because it is like a romance, we could talk like trope, she's like the sunshine to his grump. And so she is, she has like these like bubbly, like very like sweet moments. And, you know, there is like another moment too where she's like looking at people around her and they're in love and couples and all this kind of stuff, and she's like, you know, she says, Well, you know, I do want other people to be happy, and I think that that means something Mm. and that that's like the the whole like heart of her personality she's like I'll be happy to I'll figure it out you know
0: yeah listen well I'm already hooked so like and listen and listeners I am not a romance girl I don't like romances but I think it's because they're all plot heavy like boy meets girl and this happens and Mm. this happens but like I want to know these characters like I am
1: invested (laughs)
0: is tell us well one I want to know where did this name sushi and sea lions come from and is this a standalone is this a series
1: okay so sushi and sea lions comes from this is like a it's a very it's a a very Daniela thing so and also like plays into the things that he has to find and doesn't like either so she really loves um the sea lions at the bronx zoo and she'll like go there and like stand by the the like by the pool and like bark at them and stuff and and it it, you know it it highlights her playfulness as a character and also you know like sushi is one of her like favorite things to eat and he kind of and he hates sushi and he hates fish and he's not very he's not like very playful at all but he comes to be more playful because of her and their connection to each other. And he starts to appreciate those things again as an adult, because he kind of lost that part of himself. So it's, it's highlighting Mm. his opposite to her loves and, and the things that she brings back to him. So that's where the title came from. I love that. And
0: is this a series? Is oh, this a standalone? It's,
1: um, it is a standalone, but there are going to be novels that are connected to like that universe. So I'm working on. Oh, cool. yeah. So you could read them totally out of order and you'll see Daniela and Vincent again because I'm working on the second book right now. That is her best friend's love story. Um, her best friend, Trisha, who is, again, very unlike Daniela. <laughs>
0: Very much. Okay, so where where do all these characters come from? Because you mentioned
1: journaling yes. as a component. Like, how 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 do you create these lives? So sushi and sea lions came from. I I needed to do something with myself because I was going through a very difficult time, and so I started journaling about okay. what you know what I had decided to walk away from. Um, And then that spurned other things that like I'd left behind in my life because, you know, I was also a ballet dancer for a very long time and I walked away from that world because, you know, it can be a very difficult, very disciplined, very, but also very stressful world. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I don't think I ever really came to terms with those things. And so, I really started like writing all of that out and like putting all of that out there aside from like, you know, the heartbreak that I was going through all of these other things like started to come up. And then that's when I said, well, you know, there's a character here. And so I started turning those things into a character and maybe Mm. embellishing her much more than myself. She's a little, she's a little bit more, than me but I think like that's the beauty of characters she's a little bit more extra than I am but that's the beauty of character and so that's where that came from but I do I take a lot of experience from my own life and the people in my life um and all my friends know that like they know that her friends in the book are based on like pieces of them and like put together and and created from that and they know that like you know some little tidbits of like their lives have like made it into the stories and they don't mind, you know, because they're like, no, yeah. one, it's, you know, it's not entirely just me. And I'm like, exactly. Like it's a fabrication of all these people that like, I really love in my life. And so Trisha is the same thing. And, mm. you know, so that's, that's been really interesting, but also there's a piece of yourself in every character that you write. So, you know, yeah. Trisha also has like little pieces of me kind of like thrown in there also.
0: I, I love that. I love that. And I just love the the reminders that you've given of, um, especially when you're doing character driven, really thinking about who they yeah. are, thinking about their journey. Um, I, again, and like sometimes in, in spaces and writing spaces, it's a lot about like the plot, make sure you hit the plot point. But what about the character, right? right? What about them? And so um, thank you for that reminder. I'm, I'm going through my second edits uh, of um, my novel, and um, it really is character-driven. And I'm just like, well, does this need to have more of this? And I need think I need to go back and ask, okay, where what is happening to the characters? Where are they going? What is natural for them? And so, thank you uh, f- for that reminder. Oh, you're so
1: welcome. And yes, it should it should really just flow from like how well you know them. So like I always in like when I'm writing a first draft. I I just let myself go through it. I just let myself write right. it. I write out the scenes. I write whatever it is that I need to do. And then I go through and I find the thread of what is the thing that they are working on? What is mm. their real internal struggle? And, mm. you know, Daniela's is finding her joy again and Mm -hmm. loving herself, even though she's not perfect when she's told Mm -hmm. she's needed to be perfect her whole life Mm -hmm. because she was a ballerina and to her, that is perfection in everything, in, in her, in the way that she looks right in her weight, in her body. Um, That is also an issue in the book. She has like, like food problems, Um, she, you know, in the way that, in the way her relationships go in the way that she's led her life, there's this, like this perfection that she has strived for and people are not perfect. And so she has to learn to love herself when she's not perfect.
0: Well, Rachel, let me hurry and get you off so I can go buy this book. (laughs) (laughs)
1: How can they connect with you? And where can they find your book? (laughs) So you can connect with me. I am pretty much everywhere. I am on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Madam Ray Ray. That is my handle. So you can find me there. Um, I also have a Facebook uh, page too that I post to. um, It's Rachel Corsini Writer. I'm on Facebook. Um, And you can buy pre-order because it's on pre-order right now. Um, my book on anywhere, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it on Barnes and Noble, you can get me on Walmart. So that was a surprise. Um, I know yeah. I'm on Walmart, it's, I would, mind, mind blowing. So you can pre-order me anywhere, um, ebook and paperback, and it comes out May 16th.
0: Yay, well, congratulations, that is very exciting. Uh, listen, I gotta go and pre-order that. But before I do that, any last words before I ask my last question? Um,
1: I just, so if I just say one more thing about the character driven story, Um, you know, I think it's also important not to be afraid to really, to really let them mess up, right? like, let them mess up their lives, like let them have those like very high, high moments and then the crash too. Um, Even if they do kind of start at a very low point, you can... You can still like bring, you know, bring them up to tear them back down and then have them like rise up again. And because everyone wants to see that.
0: I love that. That's a good reminder, right? Like I was talking with someone and was like, kill your darlings, right? Like allow them to mess up, right? Um, I I don't think I I can off my characters (laughs) yet, but. um, (laughs) But, you know, let them let them have those moments where it's just like the world is falling apart. Um, Fantastic reminder. All right, Rachel, my very last question for you is, um, I like to leave people with a prompt, something that can inspire them to be creative in whatever way that they do that. So if you had to leave us with a prompt, whether it be a word or a phrase, what's it gonna be?
1: Ooh, this is a good one. Um, Oh my gosh. What would I say? Um, Dance your heart out.
0: Ooh. Dance your heart out. Okay. So listeners, you got to stay tuned to the end of this episode to see what I do with the prompt. Dance your heart out. I think this is a really nice way to include. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel. Please listen when we have our, your next book, book two. Oh, come
1: absolutely. On back. I will definitely come back. This was amazing. Thank you so much.
0: She danced, but no music was playing. The way she moved took my breath away. The way her dress nipped at her heels as she spun kept me locked in her trance. She looked like a gymnast upon a balance beam, the way her feet skipped on the edge of the ledge. Fear was not what kept my eyes on her, not when she danced so effortlessly. She wore no earbuds. There was no song in the distance. What song played in her mind? Was she dancing and twirling to the beat of the streets? Car horns and whirling traffic and distant laughter? She twirled high on the ledge, spinning and never falling. When her eyes opened, they were a deep shade of emerald green that reminded me of the marbles I played with as a boy. She looked at me and her dancing stopped at least I thought it was me she saw until she jumped from the ledge and walked past me her bare shoulders were squared and I tasted the sweetness of her perfume as she passed she looked like she could be dining with those on 5th Avenue or at some LA mansion could a psychotic break really be so pretty ma'am I called to her she stopped and turned to look at me Never did I feel so underdressed in my paramedic uniform. I called to her again as her emerald gaze held mine. Ma'am, are you okay? The people in the window were pretty scared when they saw you dancing up there. She smiled at me. It made me smile back. She took a few steps towards me. I tasted her again, the sweet notes of honey and floral lilies. Her eyes never left mine, even as she bent to pick up her discarded heels. Was I the one having a breakdown? Was I the one out of place? The woman parted her lips that were a perfect shade of rose. She brushed her hair back behind her ear and twisted it into a knot, stopping the wind from blowing it in her face. When she spoke, her voice held me like a siren. Sometimes you just
1: need to dance on the edge.